This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 76 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Equine charities and stable women. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And Equestrian Professional. You can visit them at equestrianprofessional.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, where weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell or hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for stable school. Stable school. Stable school. Stable school. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Oh, you sound so much better, Helena. <laughs> it's because I have a fancy new microphone. Yeah, new microphone. You're all set up there. You sound all deep and rich. and <laughs> not Deep, all... yes. Rich, I don't know. <laughs> you don't sound all hollow and tinny anymore. Oh, okay. That's a good thing, I think. Yeah, I think your husband will like that. I'll have to call him and say she's not hollow and tinny anymore. <laughs> he may disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Yep. This yeah. is the highlight of our week, huh? I know. We haven't been together for a while. So. I know. Well, we kept, uh, I was uh, ill last week, and thank you to Samantha for filling in at the last minute. I think she loves doing this show, actually. Oh, especially when we get to interview people like Lynn Palm. I know. And then we got a nice email from Lynn's assistant this week saying, Lynn loved doing the show and would love to do it again. Oh, that's so good to hear. So hopefully when we have her back, uh, I thought we should get like Lynn, Lynn and Craig uh, Cameron and maybe Monty on all at the same time and have a little roundtable. Oh, wouldn't like that the- be fun? Yeah, it would. I think so, too. I think that would be great. I think they'd all come back on. So, um, you know, we, I just wanted to say thank you again to Samantha for filling in. She's been a godsend here recently, filling in when we needed her <laughs> for both of us. So, uh, a floating co-host. And we're always calling her at, like, last minute saying, can you do the show in two minutes? So. I know. I, you know, that's so nice when you can count on somebody. They're, they're just dependable people are so few and far between. So thanks, Samantha. And I listened to the show last week. It was very good. Lynn, Lynn, you got Lynn chatting about things I don't think she's ever talked about. Oh, I know. <laughs> she had some good stories. Well, that, you know, it's that age-old problem with us, and uh, or at least with me and our, our guests. They start talking about stuff, and I forget to ask questions because I'm so involved in listening to what they're saying. So uh, it was good. I learned quite a bit, actually. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun show. And she's, you know, she's quite a chatter anyway. So um, Yeah, she's got a good personality. Yeah, she's fun to listen to. Well, we have a variety show planned for everybody today. Uh, we have actually three guests on with us. First, we uh, we thought that with 
Helena and I talked about it and with the Haiti, with what's going on down there and with the, the immense tragedy of it all, that, that our minds are really focused a little bit on charity now. And we thought we'd actually talk to two different uh, people who represent equine charities, charities in the equine world. One of them uh, is involving Haiti. So we're going to have Joni Morris on, who is with the USEF, to speak about their charity fund for Haiti. They have a fund that's uh, around all the time, and it's called the USEF Equine Disaster Relief Fund, and right now they're focusing that on the horses of Haiti. And I didn't even know horse, uh, Haiti had a lot of horses. So Me either. I, I don't know if Joni knows anything about that or not, but we're going to chat a little bit about that. And then we have Mary Jo Beckman, who's of, of the NAHRA Horses for Heroes campaign. And if you remember right, last year at one point, We've done so many shows and talked to so many guests, I forget anymore. But we did talk about the Horses for Heroes campaign. That's the campaign where they, they work with wounded soldiers uh, with horses to help in their recovery and healing. Right, right. I, I, I'm like you. I can't remember exactly what we talked about, but I know uh, we'll have to go back through our old shows. Um, but I know it was moving. It was very moving. Well, we're going to have uh, uh, Mary Jo on, who's really heading up that campaign, and also one of the soldiers, Sergeant Michael Blair, who has benefited from it. He's a, a Marine, and uh, they'll both be joining us to talk a little bit about that campaign, and we can hear how, 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 how the horses have helped him in his recovery, too. So I think that's kind of neat. That's something that we haven't done before. Plus, we continue our effort to highlight some of the new cool websites that are being developed in the horse world, and we speak with Maria... Zabuti, Zabati. We're going to have to ask her about that because she'll she, help us out. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> she told me Maria is a, is Russian for Mary, so I figured that one out. But I keep getting her last name wrong. But she has started a website called Stable Woman Gazette, and I think you're going to love talking to this lady. She's very interesting, and she's a lot of fun. So I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have her on. Is I thought you would enjoy chatting with her. Oh yeah, I mean I enjoy chatting with everybody, but <clears throat> I like new and fresh ideas and. Um, and she's let's been see what covering, she's got up her sleeve. She's been covering on Stable Woman Gazette a lot about the Mustang issue, which we haven't really touched on at all. Uh, no, and, you know, that is something, I mean, that's that's pretty uh, a pretty hot topic, especially among the politicos in the horse world um, right. these days with the BLM and the roundups and all that stuff. And people are writing their votes um, that are going on right now in Congress. And uh, I think that's actually a, a very timely topic. Yeah, so we'll chat with her a little bit about that because it seems like she's picked up on that quite a bit. Um, and I don't, you know, there's been no particular reason we haven't covered that. It's just that we had other shows planned, and and it just never happened. So we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> it's time. It's hard to cover everything with uh, with the entire horse world, uh, but we try and do it here on Stable Scoop. Well, we're going to have coming up as our first guest here, uh, Joni Morris of the United States Equestrian Federation. She is the marketing person over there, and Joni's been on the show with us, if you remember, several times. And yes. she's helped us understand things about eventing and, and different things along the way. And today she's joining us to talk about the USEF Equine Disaster Relief Fund. Um, as I mentioned in a show a couple weeks ago, I believe, uh, I'm also a volunteer for the Red Cross. And the, we, get, we get emails as volunteers that the, the general pop, public does not see from the Red Cross. And the enormity of this disaster is just unbelievable. Um, you know, I never thought about it from the equine point of view because I really never thought about horses in Haiti. But uh, the, the enormity of it is just unbelievable, and the figures and the, the pictures that we get and that we see, uh, it just it blows your mind. Boy, uh, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that I can handle it. <clears throat> I mean, after, um, 
I don't know. We've had our, our fair share of disasters, and uh, I've sort of turned look the other way, I think, a little bit with this whole thing, because I don't know if I can handle it. I know, and that is that is the case with, you know, with, with many people. And I thought that's why we'd take a little bit different angle, and we'd take a look at what we can do to help horses in this situation. Well, I think that helps helps for people in my situation, where you... you you're saddened by the by the disaster and maybe intimidated by the enormity of it. Um, but if there's somebody can give you an idea on how you can help, even if it's in a small way, um, I think that makes it a little bit easier to handle and then easier to get involved. Right. And, you know, I do, you know, it, at times like this, too, it's interesting. I've been volunteer with the Red Cross for six years now and through, uh, through many hurricanes and all of that. And the donations always come in at the times of disasters, and then they slow way, 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 way down if there's not a major disaster that's, that's happened. Right. And then the Red Cross, you know, really has to scramble at that point to try and raise money and things. So th- there's never too much money that can go to organizations like the Red Cross or, to, or, or to, to the USEF Equine Disaster Relief Fund. And no amount's too small. You know, they've raised over, at the Red Cross over, what is it? It's almost $20 million now, I think, through that texting campaign where you just text that you text yeah, in and it's ten dollars at twenty dollars at a time <laughs> and they've raised almost 20 million dollars that way yeah so it's it's incredible what little amounts can help and we just thought we'd uh, do a little bit about that on the show today uh, i know this is a little more serious topic than we're used to doing but you know helene and i can get serious occasionally uh, <laughs> not too often, but occasionally we, we do. If we have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I have to stop you there for a minute because it was bugging me that um, I couldn't remember what episode that uh, Horses for Heroes was yes. on. And it was way back. It was a long time ago. That was episode six. Six. My saddle comes with the seatbelt when we talked to Michael Richardson. Oh, really? Was it that long ago? Yes, because the website spotlight was um, the NARHA's Horses for Heroes um, and we talked a little bit about that. I don't remember who it was that we spoke with. Um, it might have been Mary Jo. Um, but that was the... So, yeah, it was episode six. That was a long time ago. Wow, that was a long time ago. Uh, you yep. know, considering one episode 76. <laughs> so, exactly. That was one of the first ones. Wow. And we it's, remembered that. I'm impressed. In my remember, advanced middle mm-hmm. age, I'm impressed I remember anything. But, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> well, I was talking because I'm like, you know what? I'm the co-host of the show. I should remember when we... It wasn't the main focus of the show. You know, it was... Um, you know how we sort of go off on these tangents yes. and we... So, uh, you know, in our defense, it wasn't the highlight of the show, but it was definitely there and, t- and talked about. So, well, there good. it is. Well, let's get Joni on and start uh, chatting with our guests here. Well, hi, Joni, and welcome back to the Stable Scoop Show. It's always good to speak with you. Hi, thanks for having me, as always. I think you were in a parking lot one time when we talked to you at, like, Fair Hill or something. <laughs> yes. I can only imagine the places I've been when I've been. Last couple of times, though, I've been lucky enough to be in my office, considering the weather across the country. Yeah, yeah, and your home. That's actually a rare thing, too, because you travel a lot. I do, and with the World Equestrian Games coming up, uh, beginning of, or end of February, I'm off again pretty much until October. So, Where is so your office? Catch- my office is at the horse park in Lexington, okay. Kentucky. She's about three miles from me. Hey, right. Joni, we were on the phone. Actually, I just put a plug in for the 2010 radio show. We were on the phone with John Nicholson, the director of the horse park today, and he gave us an update. And it does sound like the horse park is, except for some minor uh, road work and stuff here and there, and a beautification process this year, they're ready to go. It's all coming together, and it's amazing to, to be here and watch the park grow. I mean, I've been coming to Rolex, you know, for 15 years. 
and then now to see what what is here now is pretty amazing it's certainly a world-class facility and we're pretty lucky to have it in our backyard and it literally, it is in your backyard. You're in the yard uh, where you were. It is. <laughs> I'm, from my old desk, I could look out the window and actually see the grandstand of the new stadium. Now I'd have to sort of walk around the corner. But, yeah, we certainly are right here. Well, you know, and I uh, wanted to tell everybody, you can go to 2010radioshow.com and take a listen to this week's episode to hear John's update on, on the Kentucky Horse Park and, and their preparations for Rolex first and then also for uh, the games later in the year. But we're here to talk about the USEF Equine Disaster Relief Fund. Now, that fund's been around a while, right? It has been around for a while. Um, it, had, it started, my, this precedes me, but my understanding is it started in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina, and we raised a lot of money then for horses in need um, in that part of the United States. And it, it lives in existence all the time on the USEF website, and we, you know, activate it and send, you know, sort of send out a call to action when we have natural disasters that really affect horses. Um, and this is this would be the first time we've sort of activated it for horses outside of the United States. You know, we've um, when we had the fires in California, you know, we used it then. There have been some floods and, and that kind of thing that have happened throughout the country, off and on. So it's back on the homepage now um, to help horses in Haiti. And we haven't distributed any money yet, but uh, I will tell you that the. The way we're going about it is pretty cool. We're working um, in the FEI. There are group, different geographical groups throughout the world, and we're group four, which is Canada, the United States, Mexico, and the islands. Obviously, Haiti is also part of group four. So we're working with group four and with the national federations in Haiti and in the Dominican Republic to try and find the best way um, to identify the needs um, where we could help horses in Haiti and then make sure that our resources are best allocated. So that's that's how we're going about helping helping the horses in Haiti. Now, who's in charge of the fund and, and you know, going and, and identifying where the need is and how to distribute the resources? So the way the fund works is that people and organizations can apply to the USEF um, for help, and they generally send in, you know, a, um, a request for, for aid. And then basically it's at the discretion of the CEO, John Long. You know, we, we there's a couple of us that look over things and receive them and review them. Um, but it basically comes down to John, and which is why we try and identify, you know, groups like, say, these national federations in other countries that we work with and have relationships with to make sure, as with any kind of um, charitable giving, to make sure the money is used, you know, for what we want and is being exactly. used responsibly. Right. So, so you, your organization is small enough that you can deal, you, you can make sure, you can ensure that the money goes where it needs to go. Right. And, I, and we're really capitalizing on our relationship um, you know, through the FEI with the other countries to make sure that the people on the ground are the ones that are telling us where the money needs to go, not not right. someone who's, you know, two two countries away. Right, right, right. And That's that, great. And, and that makes me feel comfortable, too, you know, yeah. if I'm going to contribute about that, to something. Sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, t- t- do you have any idea of how many horses are in Haiti? That was one thing we were just talking about. We were going, oh, you know, think about Haiti and think of horses. No, and there aren't too many I mean, well, I, I don't even know how to quantify it. Haiti, like you said, is not a huge country for horses. And we've re- recently been working, um, actually, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, with the FEI um, to develop Group 4, especially some of those island nations that you don't think of horse countries, to develop their sport programs. Um, Allison Springer, who's an event rider who some people might be familiar with, yeah. she's ridden, you know, ridden at Rolex and all that. She has been going down to Haiti through this Group 4 and 5 program and actually teaching clinics. Wow. So... But there's a very small number of quote-unquote sport horses, as we would think of, in Haiti. But they use horses the way they use them 
a lot in the developing world, you know, for day-to-day needs, the way that we don't use them very much in the United States anymore. So, you know, they use horses to transport things and to get around and to work. Exactly. So there's far more horses that are working for their living, you know, out in the, out in the general society than there are when we consider sport horses working for a living in Haiti. But, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you a number as to the, how many horses are in Haiti, but it's a relatively small place. And I did, so I don't think, and it's an island, but um, obviously, but there's definitely a need that we're trying to identify how we can best use our resources. Well, that's great. I think that's super. And Joni, it's something that we don't think of, you know, you don't think about often. And I, I'm just glad that your fund is there. And I really like how you administer the fund and activate it when it's needed. And p- how can people donate to it? Well, right now, if you go to our website, which is usef.org, um, there's a link on the right hand of the page that says Disaster Relief Fund Help Horses in Haiti. But it's always available on our website. If you just go to About USEF, there's a charitable giving tab there. So if spirit moves anyone at any given time, we're always available. And like I said, we're, we try and be very, very responsible about how we allocate it. Well, great. Well, Joni, we appreciate you being on with us today and filling us in on that. And that's at the USEF.org website. Just look for uh, it's up in the upper right-hand corner. Well, thanks, okay. Joni. And will you come back again before the games and maybe we'll have another chat? Absolutely. Just keep me posted. I'm, I'll am i be all over. I'm trying trying to get to at least one selection trial for every discipline. So <laughs> you poor thing. Hopefully I'll have plenty to report. <laughs> well, thanks, I want to talk to you when you when you have some downtime. That'll be <laughs> next year. That'll be 2011. And <laughs> yeah, and you're on the beach. And you say, what's <laughs> happening? You know, then 2011, I start looking forward to the Olympics. And, you know, it's just... Well, and we have, we have the Pan American Games in 2011 in Guadalajara. So... Last year was supposed to be our easy year. That was our off year. Yeah, that, so, that was really, really so busy. No for Joni. Ready. <laughs> you might find me somewhere in the beginning of December without too much stress, but no promises yet. Well, you so know, it seems a long way off. What's interesting is John uh, uh, John Nicholson from the horse park there. When we talked to him today, he said, "You know, we have to get a group of us together and do one of your shows around Christmas time and reflect on the year and what it was like." And I said, well, that would be a great idea, wouldn't it? We'll just get uh, John and, and maybe somebody from the foundation and get one of the riders, you know, just, just get a, a group and do a roundtable and, and just chat about what, what the memories were from the year and the nightmares and all of that. So- well, it would be great. And we're lucky now. You know, we do so much with the horse park. Um, you know, we run young riders here in the summer, and that's coming back for 2010. Um, you know, Pony Finals is here, and, and there's so many things here that are so close to the federation that we're so closely involved with as well as being obviously licensed competitions which hundreds of those run out here that we work almost daily with the, the people from the horse park with Janie Atkinson and Rolex you know with the WEG people so it's we have a good a great relationship with everyone but I think that's a great idea of John Nicholson's to get everyone at the end of the year to to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly, because it's it's always a great adventure through this place. Yes, for sure. yes, and 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 uh, with with large events like this, there's always good, bad, and ugly. That's right, and yes. very very funny, which you can't uh, you have to remember those things <laughs> too. That's those true. are usually associated with the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. <laughs> well, thanks, Joni. We'll talk to you again. Of course, thank you. We'd like to thank one of our sponsors, EquestrianProfessional.com. EquestrianProfessional.com is the site for people in the horse business. If you're a trainer, instructor, pro rider, or stable manager, you really should check out EquestrianProfessional.com. It's a website that provides affordable information and education specifically geared toward equine businesses. 
In fact, the website offers a whole range of cool tools designed to help you make your business more profitable. EquestrianProfessional.com offers a huge article index, a library available for download, online calculators, how-to videos, forums, and even web seminars. Equestrian Professional subscribers also get a free newsletter that's packed with helpful information you can put to work for your business right away. As a bonus, when you sign up at EquestrianProfessional.com, you'll receive the 10 best ways to make your horse business more profitable. That's a step-by-step guide that will help you make your horse business run more smoothly and profitably. That's EquestrianProfessional.com, the essential resource for horse business owners and professional equestrian athletes. Well, hi, Mary Jo, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. We appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, we had uh, chatted, we discovered back in Episode 6 about the Narrow Horses uh, for Heroes campaign, and we're just glad to learn a little bit more about it today. Give us the Reader's Digest version of, of how it came about and what it does. NARA is a the National Organization for Therapeutic Horseback Riding and Equine Assisted Activities and Therapies, and they decided in 2006 to start a NARA Horses for Heroes initiative, uh, and hopefully connecting up uh, existing NARA programs with wounded warriors and veterans around the United States because they know the benefit of horses for individuals that have issues. Well, you know, you think about it in the in the terms of uh, just handicapped riders in general, but you never, I, you know, you don't always think about it in relation in relation to uh, somebody like a soldier who's been injured later on in life. That's correct. However, uh, we are trained as therapeutic horseback riding instructors and, and equine um, specialists to work with individuals, whether or not they're born with a disability or whether they incur one later in life. Yeah, I guess it really doesn't matter. The result's the same. That's correct. However, the mental processes that have to um, work the individuals getting injuries later in life or having issues affect their bodies later in life, uh, of course, affects them um, mentally. And so sometimes we have to work through those issues. But certainly the equines have been able to help individuals who have been injured in war, Iraq, Afghanistan, as well as those people suffering from PTSD or traumatic brain injury. We have proven results from that. Now, now if if you have, um, there's a veteran out there, a soldier who thinks he or she might want to participate in this, how do they go about finding out um, where they can do it? Uh, you have um, groups across the country that, that offer this? That's correct. Uh, NAR is the national organization, N-A-R-H-A, and they can go on the website and find a NAR program near them, or they can contact me via email, which I'm M J Beckman at gmail.com, and I would be happy to handle any inquiry. That's great. So they, so you would help them find something that would be suitable for their needs? Uh, hopefully. Um <laughs> Yes. Or you would try your very, your darndest, wouldn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. I am the volunteer instructor for the uh, Army's Quezon Platoon Program here at Fort Myer, Virginia, and work with the wounded warriors from um, Walter Reed, and I, I see firsthand the benefit of how these equines have assisted um, these individuals going through such long and extensive rehab. Boy, that's something you don't hear too much anymore, Helena, is a Quezon program. No, I know. Yeah. And, and the only reason I've ever heard of it is because my father, um, well, he, probably the only time he rode was in, when he was in the Army out in Arizona in the 60s. Um, but I remember hearing those, that phrase from him. What, um, what is that? T- tell us a little bit about 
about what that is. Uh, in 2006, the Army allowed me as a NARA certified instructor to um, help train some of their soldiers and their horses to work with the Wounded Warriors from Walter Reed. And um, it's been, the program's now been going on for three and a half years. And we've worked with uh, probably 50 to 60 of the Wounded Warriors from Walter Reed. Um, we ride around the base at Fort Myer, the same horses, these specifically trained horses that do the caisson therapeutic riding program also do the military honors in arlington cemetery so as a veterinarian explained to me when we started up the program she says how wonderful that these horses that honor the dead can do something for the living wow. oh gosh <laughs> that gets me all teary-eyed Jeez. i know is is this organization the horses for heroes do, do you have an idea of how many soldiers you've worked with or you work with on an annual basis unfortunately i do not know the numbers um However, um, I can tell you that there are tremendously wonderful success stories from the individuals that have been assisted. Um, so, uh, but I do not have numbers. And, you know, of course, NARA is, is nationwide and has done, you know, tremendous things across the country and the world now, probably. Um, and, you know, it, it is interesting how, you know, we, we did a show a little while back, if you remember right, right before Christmas, Helena, we did a show with Rupert Isaacson, who wrote The Horse Boy. Yes. And talking about, you know, how, how horses have helped helped his autistic child and how he continues to go out and help autistic children. Now, he, he just had a little bit of a, a disaster in his own life in that his new barn he built to work uh, with his program burnt down. Oh, no. Yeah, and uh, that happened a little bit ago, a week or two ago. So everybody's fine. There were no horses hurt and no people hurt. So he said that they're borrowing a neighbor's barn and they're keeping the program going. But it was a little bit of a setback for them financially, and there's actually been a fund set up to help raise money uh, for him to rebuild his barn for his program down there. Um, so we're going to – why don't we take a break here, do, do, uh, do a little commercial, and then come back and try and get Sergeant Blair uh, back on the phone. Well, Helena Equestrian Collections has a new coupon for everybody at the Horse Radio Network. Right now you can use this coupon to get $10 off your next order of $120 or more. The coupon code is Horse Radio, all one word, just Horse Radio. So when you're checking out uh, with your order of $120 or more, just put Horse Radio in the coupon code section, and it'll knock $10 off your order. And right now, they have some great new products. They have a bunch of new Wrangler products in. She started carrying the Wrangler line, which should uh, thrill a lot of our Western customers or Western listeners as well. And she carries a whole bunch of different Wrangler products now in all different sizes and and, uh, men's and women's and children's and as well as some of their tack items. She has it all over there at equestriancollections.com. And right now is that time of year when her closeout section's full uh, with closeouts up to 70% off. Just go to the website and click Click on the big banner at the top of the page, and you'll find all of the uh, discontinued merchandise and the closeouts. And you can find all of that at equestriancollections.com. Don't forget to use that new coupon code, HORSERADIO, at equestriancollections.com. All right, well, we're back, and we're back with Mary Jo Beckman of the NARHA, which I always have to think about when I say Horses for Heroes campaign, and we were not able to get uh, Sergeant Michael Blair on the phone. Some lieutenant probably told him he had to do something else. So uh, we have to understand that when you're a Marine, you, you follow orders. And But tell us a little bit about uh, Sergeant Blair and, and what he went through and why he ended up in the program and what he's, what he's, uh, what he's gotten from it. 
Michael was over in Iraq and suffered a um, IED explosion that blew off the door of the vehicle that he was driving, and the blast occurred um, and took out his knees, basically, and both of his legs. He, um, they were able to save both of his legs. However, all of the knee structure that was um, on there had to be reconstructed, and um, for some of that reconstruction, they used cadaver parts. So it took a long time to do the appropriate fitting of the cadaver parts to his body. He's undergone about 60 surgeries at Walter Reed and is currently able to walk with a cane, uh, so that's very positive. That's amazing in itself, isn't it? That's correct. He, yeah. he has uh, quite a bit of a spirit and wanting to do that. Um, he started riding with me very early after his injuries, and uh, he just knows that getting on the horses and riding them around, he sits, sits up taller, he stands up taller, he feels good after he gets off of the horse. Um, he's become actually quite an accomplished rider. He rides independently as we ride around Fort Myer Base, and uh, he makes a point of, of coming to ride the horses because he, he knows that it's a better day for him. Hmm. How, Mary Jo, do you talk with um, their doctors at all before they get in the saddle and have an idea of what they, they can and can't do? I do not. Walter Reed, for my purposes with the case on platoon, the, the doctors at Walter Reed and the therapist actually sign a medical okay that these individuals can ride. Okay. And Walter Reed sends out a recreation therapist with the individuals. Um, so if I have any additional questions, I can ask them. With a NARA program that would be working under the NARA Horses for Heroes, they would get medical um, physicians' a signature saying that the individual could ride and then um, a little bit more of a background of what the issues are. Um, some of these individuals, though, that are benefiting at the NARA Horses for Heroes site um, have no physical disabilities but are experiencing the emotional issues of having been to war, and they are getting quite a wonderful reprieve from the PTSD symptoms, um, being able to sleep better at night, uh, being able to, to handle um, different things in their life. Um, just being around the horses is very calming for them. Do you know what it is? What, what it, what it, can you encapsulate that and say it, it's this that creates that um, that free zone for them, that stress-free zone. You know, when they sit, is it when they sit down? Is it the relationship with the animal? Is it the movement? Is it the doing something different? Are you able to define what that is? I can tell you that numerous people have explained to me various um, things that they do, which can be very um, soothing to them. One of which is just grooming the horse. Just the the uh, the idea that this is an, another living being and that they're able to to groom it, and the, the repetitive motion of just the stroking of that, hugging this big animal is is something that's very very special. Um, in the barn, the smells, the the um, wonderful activity of hearing the horses munch and crunch and do what they do. Um, it's just a very free environment that I think we all feel when we, we get around the horses. We kind of tend to leave our other world outside when we walk into a barn. And so that's definitely a freedom. The horse's movement has to be um, entered into this whole business, particularly with individuals that have physical disabilities, because it's a rhythmical movement that at the walk is very similar to our own walking movement. Um I know for the individuals I've worked with from Walter Reed that have amputations, it helps them learn how to use their prosthetics better because now they're learning to move through their hips 
instead of watching their feet, which they no longer have. So um, it, it's kind of a combination of all those factors that can help an individual that has cognitive, physical, or emotional issues um, seek a wellness and a um, better life um, for being around the horses. Well, Mary Jo, we want to thank you for what you do, and we also want to thank Michael for his uh, service and his sacrifice. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like he's he's got his chin up and, and he's marching on, so uh, or riding on in this case. Um, so we just want to thank you for what you do, too, because you're providing, you know, you're providing a second life for these people and, you know, who are, are true heroes. I mean, the, the title of this program is very fitting. Um, and, and, you know, horses, for all of us in the horse community, there are heroes, too, on a daily basis. Um, and it's just, it's just neat what we're finding out here in the last month, Alina, what the horses can do for so many different people with so, so many different issues. It's just amazing. Well, you know, I, I know that applies to, to me and, and to some um, friends and acquaintances is once you get out to the barn, no matter what you're doing, whether it's grooming or, or mucking or riding or training, it, it provides pretty much everyone I know with that sense of peace. Um, but it's so much more significant, I think, for um, a, a veteran, for somebody who has um, a disability or a disadvantage or a challenge to overcome. Um, it's just, I don't know, it just seems so much more significant. I, I'm so happy that it, it exists for them. It's just really got me thinking. You know, sometimes, like Glenn, you say, sometimes we're, we're funny and we're jokey. And um, I, this is just one of those things that I'm so thankful is out there. Um, and it makes me wish that I were an instructor, that I, I could help, I could contribute to their, their goals with this program. I think it's wonderful. Well, Mary Jo, how can people help? They can um, make contributions if they'd like to do that to the the NARA um, uh, organization, www.narha.org. Uh, that's one of the avenues. The other thing is they can seek out their local NARA program. Uh, there are some veterans organizations that are helping to sponsor uh, some of the veterans' riding. Um, so those are some avenues. Um, Therapeutic riding programs always need volunteers. One of the things that we've found is very, very successful is to have veterans helping veterans. And so we've asked the, the NARA centers to go to their American Legion, their VFW, to their disabled American vets and see if those individuals would volunteer to sidewalk and help lead the horses when the veterans ride. And then they get that commonality and that communications of veterans talking with veterans. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Mary Jo, for being on. We appreciate it. And that's NARHA.org. And you can find more information about the Horses for Heroes campaign on their website. Uh, Well, we're definitely going to have you back again. Would you do that? I would be very pleased to come back. And would you thank Michael Forrest for his service and tell him we're sorry we we missed him today? I would be very pleased to do that. And he's welcome to come on at at any time and and tell us about his experience. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mary Jo. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I think NARA is a wonderful organization, and uh, and Mary Jo's work is um, to be applauded. I, if you can get out there and you can help this organization in any way, please, please, please. These guys, I mean, they devote their lives to supporting their country, and I, I think we can devote a little bit of our lives to supporting them. So um, go to NA. HRA. We'll actually put links on our website in the show notes so that you can find out more about Mary Jo and the Horses for Heroes campaign. 
Well, Helena, Equestrian Collections has come out with a new coupon code for the Horse Radio listeners. When you're checking out, just type in Horse Radio, all one word, at equestriancollections.com, and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more. Right now, they have some fantastic end of the year, beginning of the year, actually, sales going on over there of all kinds of products. And also, they have some great Valentine's stuff. They have a whole section on their homepage of Valentine's stuff. It's only a couple weeks away. So if you're looking for that uh, Valentine for that sweetheart or that horsey friend, Check out equestriancollections.com. They have all kinds of things from bracelets to pendants to, to stuff for your horse. It's just all kinds of neat Valentine stuff at Equestrian Collections. And you can get $10 off that next order of $120 or more just by using the coupon code HORSERADIO. And don't forget that new line of Wrangler products, all the different Wrangler products there at equestriancollections.com. And we have up next with us um, a lovely woman, and hopefully I won't butcher her name, um, Maria Zubati, and she started StableWomanGazette.com, and we're going to talk to her about some fun, wonderful things. (laughs) So welcome to Maria. Uh, Hello. Hi. Nice to be here. Thank you. Uh, Now, you started um, something called the Stable Woman Gazette, and... Tell us a little bit about that. Is it, um, it's, is it online? Is it in print? What is it, and, and what do you hope to achieve with it? Well, the Stable Woman Gazette is actually a project that is compiled with a number of other projects, and it's an online-only magazine, and I'm, I'm going out trying to reach the connection of women and horses. I'm wanting to dedicate it to all horsewomen, uh, recognizing the compassion and, you know, just the fondness that women have for horses. What motivated you to start this? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, um, you know, like uh, millions of little girls, I had the horse bug as a child. And um, as I grew older, I, I could never shake it. And always felt my always saw myself drawing and writing about horses. Um, in my teen and college years, I was always designing uh, ads and T-shirts and all kinds of things um, that involved horses. And then I found myself, this was always something I enjoyed doing. And before you know it, I was designing ads professionally for people. Um, And then it just kind of came to me one day that, you know, I really wanted, you know, I had worked for publishers and printers for nearly 20 years and um, felt that I wanted to have my own platform. Now, with the beauty of the Internet, um, just about anybody can do this and, you know, put out whatever message is, you know, uh, close to you and um, that you want to bring to the forefront. And I felt with my graphic design ability and my experience working for printers and publishers and now the web that I wanted to... um, reach out and make this connection a little more profound and, you know, just recognize all women in this, this unusual connection that we share, you know, as a, as a blog, um, a magazine-type blog, and, um, and see what happens with it. So that's what I'm trying to do. Well, I noticed now that uh, on uh, what you've concentrated on here, it seems like, over the last couple of weeks, and something that we have not talked about at all, on the Stable Scoop show, just because we've had so many other topics that we had scheduled, is the whole uh-huh. Mustang issue, and you really have uh, been concentrating on that. Is that a passion of yours? Um, well, it is. Um, you know, I mean, I have a number of topics that I would like to cover on the Gazette, um, but because this happens to be something that's really in the forefront of the news right now, um, you know, I chose to be an advocate for the Mustangs. 
uh, and a couple of other related issues. I just, you know, for me, you know, the, you know, the horse historically has is what has landed man here, you know, and I and I just feel like we're we're sort of taking, you know, the horse for granted and um I really think you know the the history of the horse should be preserved. Um and I you know I think there's probably other uh, other ways of handling, you know, some of the excess um you know horses and you know there's just all kinds of you know things that can be done. Um and I just really think the horse needs to be acknowledged um and real really just left alone. Anyway, it's it's a long drawn out <laughs> right. Well, and you know, uh, it's, controversy. It's but... really become a hot topic in the horse world all over the place. And, and yeah, Helena, you spend yeah. more time in the forums than I do. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it, it Facebook forums everywhere. Uh, you know, and I, I guess there's a hearing coming up. It's the uh, House Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, Homeland Security, which well, I'm not quite sure right. why they're involved. But, <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize that must, wild mustangs were a homeland security issue. Yeah. Uh, and the Pre- <laughs> Prevention of Equine to Cruelty Act is being discussed on Tuesday, February the 2nd at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. So uh, right. that's coming up by now. And, and there's all kinds of movements and things out there. And, you know, and who knows what's going to end up happening with it, but by getting involved is the only way you can change things. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, and I think with, you know, with the Internet, um, you know, there's a lot of people, um, I almost talk to people daily that have no, no clue that this is going on. And, you know, that also, you know, the inhumane practices with horse slaughter in this, in, in this nation. And um, a lot of people are just not educated. So, you know, I'm just one more uh, vehicle out there for trying to bring some of this to the forefront. You know, I just, you know, horses have brought me great joy and comfort through the years. And, you know, I, I can't imagine they're going through the suffering that they go through, you know, in, after, after serving us, you know, whether they be racehorses or pleasure horses or family pets. But, you know, you, you just made me think of something there that um, I think a lot of people question. Well, what can I do? There's this huge problem. What can I do? I'm one person. I'm one voice. And sometimes that's overwhelming and you think, I, I, I just can't. Even if I take 10 minutes out of my day to do something or $10 out of my wallet to do something, I, I'm still not going to have, have an effect, so why bother? But you actually made a very important point is that a lot of people just don't know. So if right. you know, and you tell somebody else that has an impact that may even yes. have you know that may have one of the greatest impacts if you know something share your knowledge that's one very cheap and easy way to make a difference educate well, the person next to you yes exactly you know and un- unfortunately there's just there's so much news out there that you know the general public doesn't get to hear stories about what's happening to wild horses you know i mean Obviously, there are a lot of, you know, much larger stories, um, but to those of us who love horses, it's important to us, you know, um, and, you know, and for those of us who, you know, recognize the horse, you know, in history, you know, and want to preserve that relationship, you know, I think it's important to educate people. And, well, you know, and, and it has been, we have been lucky this time in that the mainstream press has picked uh, picked this story up, yes. and I have seen it in places that you would never have seen it before. Yes, so, exactly. So that's yeah. been a good thing this time, is that uh, we're, we're actually getting some help. <laughs> right, um, right, right. It's not just well, all of us horse people crying in the wind. Yes, exactly. I think it's strength in numbers, um, educating people, 
You know, and, and, you know, really putting our heads together and coming up with alternative solutions instead of just saying, oh, I don't know what I can do. Let somebody else worry about it. But, you know, strength in numbers, you know, you put your heads together and, you know, there's all kinds of programs that, you know, take a lot of people to solve problems. So, um, I, you know, I think we're going to get there. I really do. I don't think that the, um, the horse advocacy groups are going to let down. I think they're just getting stronger. Um, and I'm part of that, and I'm proud to say that I'm part of it. Well, there, that's not the only thing on your website, we should say. Obviously, there's links <laughs> to all kinds of cool stuff. You have yeah. uh, links on the left to all kinds of things, from uh, event calendars to uh, to different broadcast outlets like ours, equestrian news, stable management. There's just all kinds of things on the website. We encourage everybody to stop over and, and take a look at it. You can go to its stable woman. That's W O M A N. A-N, not women, woman, one woman, uh, gazette.com. I made that mistake and, and uh, kept going, why can't I get to her website? So, <laughs> oh, okay. so, um, so we appreciate that, and we encourage everybody to just, uh, stop over and take a look. What, where can they follow you on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, under the, under the uh, keyword stable woman. Okay. Um, uh, that's on Twitter, and then um, the stable woman gazette has a fan page. Um, it just um, search Stable Woman Gazette okay. fan page, um, and I, I do a number of postings there. Um, I'm always, you know, I'm continuing and always looking for fresh content. So um, there's a lot of uh, informed, um, talented people out there. Um, you know, if you have an idea for a column, uh, since we're relatively new, we're always looking for content and uh, unique subjects um, and. You know, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you know, you can write me at publisher at stablewomangazette.com. Great. Well, thank okay. you very much for being on with us. We really appreciate it, and we we'll hope that everybody checks out your website. Thanks very much. It was a wonderful opportunity. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Maria. Take good okay. care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, what a show, Helena. This isn't our normal fair, but... You know, I, I, there were just some important things that I thought we needed to get out there today. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a little bit of a, a mishmash of things, but it, it was a mishmash of, of good things and important things. Um, it, 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 there's a theme, but you know what? No matter what we talk about, we always kind of tie it together. The theme is, is horses helping people and people helping horses. Right. And you know what? That's true of every show we do. Because, you know, we talk to the amazing people who are, are, are helped by horses every day, whether it's from professional riders to... To, to the handicapped, to soldiers who have been injured in battle. Yeah. Uh, or to the horses themselves that need help because, uh, because of stupid policies. I know. It's, it's just, it gets you thinking. You know, I, yeah, like I was saying before, it, we're, we're silly and we're goofy, and every once in a while a show comes along or we talk to a person that makes us stop and think and think a little bit more. And, um, well, we're going to end this, that in the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> That well, we're gonna. That won't be the case in the next couple of weeks. I'm, no, I'm, we are working. all about goofy, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we should mention what's coming up over the next month. I'm trying to get uh, interviews set up with the people who do Cavalia. Yay! Uh, so uh, you know that you've wanted to uh, do that for some time, and we uh, we're, we're working. I'm going to be talking to them today, and then also, of course, we have uh, Valentine's coming up. We'll be doing our annual equine or you know uh, love episode here, so we'll be doing that as well as what's always followed by from the love episode is the horse husbands episode, and then the 
Desperate Housewives. Horsewives. Horsewives episode. So we have some great fun coming up in the month of February. February is always a little goofy for us. Yes, it is. So um, we get a little sappy, and then we bust on each other. Mm -hmm. So um, that sounds like a relationship, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. At least the ones I'm in. <laughs> all right, everybody. You can find all of the links to the various websites on our show notes at stablescoop.com, episode number 76. And we, we encourage you, if you can give $5, $10 to any one of the uh, causes that we spoke about today, it would certainly be appreciated and needed. And, and can, I, I just want yeah. um, to go over uh, one more time the organizations that we talked with today. It was the USEF and their Equine Disaster Relief Fund. We talked to Mary Jo Beckman. She was with NARA, N-A-R-H-A, Horses for Heroes. And we talked to Maria Zabadi, <laughs> and she was with StableWomanGazette.com. And, and we're going to have links to all three of those, uh, those groups on our website. Yes. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio, and you can follow Helena at Helena underscore B-E-E. And we also like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Professional and Equestrian Collections. And if we need one more sponsor, and hopefully it won't start with Equestrian, because um, then it'll be really confusing for us when we're doing our commercials. But we thank everybody for being here. We thank you for following the Stable Scoop Radio Show. It's still the number one show on the Horse Radio Network, and we appreciate that. And we hope that you stick with us through the next month, because we have a lot of fun coming. Well, be sure to be here next week at... As? Uh, <laughs> you're doing it again, aren't you? I know, I tried. I tried to I catch you. Guard there. Yeah, I did. What's with the as? We don't I use don't know. as. I threw out the as to see what you do with it. And, uh, and I did a whole lot of nothing with it. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with the scoop. <laughs>